Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell. Welcome back to Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that truly descended from the witches that you could not burn. My name is Cameron Eileen Maharet Terrell, aka Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest, or I'll build a time machine, go back in time, and beat Susan B. Anthony's ass. Once again, this is Tranos and the Lived Experience, and I'm going to say it one more time. This is the show that truly descended from the witches that you could not burn, and that'll make more sense later on in the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana. As always, today's musical inspiration is Charlotte by a band called Kitty. Huge influence in my life. Uh, really a secret pleasure of mine to a certain extent. Now, what I want you to do, because I never give homework, but there's homework this time. Instead of just listening to it, when this is over, I want you to watch the video. Go to YouTube, type in Kitty, and then type in Charlotte. And then I want you to pay attention to the aesthetic of the music video. It is the inspiration for what I'm about to say. Um... All right, let's get on uh, to the strain. Today's strain has to be super powerful because I'm about to confront the biggest tyrant on the planet, the most secretive of the villains that we have to come across as people of color, specifically as trans people of color. Um, we're going to be dealing with white women today. So that calls for Blue Walker. Blue Walker is a 90% Tatiba with an average CHC level of about 26.77%, making it one of the seventh highest strains THC content in existence. Uh, this relatively high percentage of the compound makes its features the strongest, one of the strongest weeds in the world is rightfully here because it's a very potent weed that will readily drive you into a long lasting buzz, which you will need after the brow beating that I'm about to give white women on all of our account. This week, let's get right into it. Roe v. Wade. There was a leaked document from the Supreme Court stating that Roe v. Wade is on the chopping block after 49 years. That's eight years longer than I've existed. Huh. And with that being said, people, now listen, white women, I want you to hear how I say this. People with uteruses, rightfully so, feel deeply under attack. Bodily autonomy is on the line. This time for white women. Now, I'm not the owner of a uterus. I'm not. The God saw fit that I would not be able to have children when I was hit by that bolt of lightning that turned me into the trans phenomenon that you are listening to right now. But I've always stood on the side of bodily autonomy be, being a freedom that everyone should have protected. That includes trans women, that includes trans men. So what's crawled up my ass and made me so upset while all of this is going on? The audacity. 
So I'm I'm an, of the older generation. Once again, reiterating that I am 41 years on this planet. Uh, shout out to the TikTok creator. I can't remember your name, but I will reference you somewhere in the bio for this. Um, uh, Earth is a ghetto. Earth, Earth is the ghetto. So on TikTok, what's been going on this week is a lot of white women's outcries uh, over Roe v. Wade. And what they have been doing during these outcries is outright bullying women of color indigenous people and uh, totally erasing trans men from the conversation just totally just like once again white women white women so what seems to be my problem my problem is historically white women have always excluded and, and, and erased and and downplayed the voices of uh, minority women um of trans people uh, as of late within the last 60 years um indigenous women over and over again, uh, Latin women, Asian women, uh, what what they do is they take over a movement, and th by the time they're done with it, it no longer has the importance that it had from the beginning. They're always waiting for women of color, specifically Black women, to step into the fray to defend them, because at the end of the day, everybody I know, everyone thinks Roe v. Wade is going to turn white women into handmaidens. But what's really going to happen is it's going to affect all the communities that I named before that have been fighting for bodily autonomy since this country's beginning. White women have sat idly by as far back in movements as we can see, as far back in movements as we can see. Shout out to Susan B. Anthony for being a whole scumbag. While fighting for women's suffrage, uh, she made sure to make let everybody know that she was excluding indigenous women who weren't seen as citizens of the United States, even though they own it. Brown people, specifically black women, because they previously were owned by white people, Latino people, because they didn't have any respect for them. They annexed land that belonged to them as well, just historically have just taken a, a, a sabbatical while the rest of us were fighting the entire time. Mind you. Uh, Black Lives Matter at its base is about civil liberties and bodily autonomy. White women took a break. The pussy hat debacle, how women went down and wanted to defend everyone who owned a vagina. Let's just think about it. The color basis itself. Not every pussy is pink. One. Two. Uh, trans men were excluded from that conversation altogether. Remember, they still have organs that need gynecological medical um, guidance. They still are, uh, most of them are able to have babies. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the fact that some trans men, m most trans men still own uteruses. The fight for bodily autonomy goes far beyond women. I'm a trans woman. I don't own a uterus, but make no mistakes about it. My bod bodily autonomy has been on the line nonstop since 2016. Every time a bathroom bill was passed, that was an attack on my bodily autonomy. Every time um, teachers were given some weird law to exclude speaking about my existence, that was an attack on my bodily autonomy. Every time a trans man went to a doctor's appointment and, and, and was treated like he somehow forfeited the body parts that he still had, that's an attack on his bodily autonomy. Indigenous women disappearing and being uh, uh, sex trafficked for decades is a fight for bodily autonomy. So now, now that white women have been cosplaying the handmaid from Handmaid's Tale, 
now it's come true and now they're outright bullying people of color and the indigenous and trans people to fight on their side and for us to unify. The audacity, the caucasity, the white womaning of it all. So, historically, we've had to put up with that kind of shit from y'all and we, and we kind of suffered in silence because when we when we address it we're seen as aggressive we're seen as dividers but let's really get into it so the exclusion of black women and women's rights movements has been a thing the entire time the advancement of women in the workplace when they say women are advancing in a workplace what they uh, failed to include in those conversations is the fact that most of those women uh, who are advancing are white Black women make up the biggest population of entrepreneurs, and it's an entrepreneurial boom for black women because they have no choice. Indigenous women are part of that entrepreneurial movement, and it's because they have no choice. Latin women are part of that boom because they have no choice. But more often than not, business loans, things of that matter, are given preferential treatment for white women. Do white women speak up about it? Do they use their privilege to put it on the front front lines during those conversations? No, they don't. Let's talk about, I'm going to move back to the suffrage movement. The suffrage movement at its core betrayed women of color. It betrayed indigenous women. At the time, nobody knew that we were part of the conversation, but it betrayed trans women. The, the the women's suffrage movement was primarily a movement to give the power of the vote to white women. And ever since they received the power of the vote, white women have historically voted against their own best interests for the sake of keeping women of color and the indigenous at bay or on the or, or, or at their heels or their or white women's feet on their necks. That's literally what it's been. Uh, hyper uh, radicalized Republican seats need white women to like as, as much as everyone says the black woman vote saves Democrats. White women keep the status quo going on the other side. They constantly vote against their own. Does anybody remember the whole grab them by the pussy debacle and how white women were walking around with T-shirts that said they would let Donald Trump grab them by the pussy? <laughs> I um, I sat kind of on the Internet today and I just kind of like perused trying to take my mind off of it because at the end of the day, an attack on bodily autonomy at this level opens up a large a large hole in the gate that protects the civil rights of so many and finally white women realized that when we were talking about the three-fifths compromise making people of color and minorities three parts human that that included them that when we said there's no space at the table for us that included them they were never at the table they were always serving they were glad to take the orders and, and, and move the meals back and forth and bring the entrees, but they never had a space at the table. But as long as they were allowed in the restaurant and we weren't, they didn't care. Now, all of a sudden, they're howling at the moon and they're screaming at things and they're telling everybody what they need to do. And they're telling us how um, us remembering historically what they've been doing is petty. Shout out to the TikToker whose name I'm not going to say because I'm not giving you no fucking clout. But I am sure that you hear these episodes because I see that you follow me. Shout out to you for calling 
our remembrance of the historical bullshit y'all been on. Uh, petty. It's petty that when indigenous women were being used as currency and killed at random, that y'all did nothing and said nothing. It's petty that white women killed indiscriminately children of color, so much so that white men had to make a law to protect them from imprisonment. You've been white men's playthings for the longest time. And like it, it took this to wake some of y'all up. Cause believe me, some of y'all still sleepwalking in this bitch. Some of y'all still are serving the hand of the master. I want you to realize that you are an oppressor, but you are not the master oppressor. White men are always going to use you to harm us. Your only value to them is if you're pretty and pregnant. The whole reason why there's this push for this pro-life thing, because really at the base of it, nobody's pro-life. None of these pro-lifers are actually pro-life. How do I know? Because state-funded programs that help women with babies are constantly fought out of existence by Republicans, pro-lifers. Two, welfare programs and, and subsidies that would help a single mother raise a child or, or give a woman an option beyond abortion don't exist. Healthcare is expensive as shit. If it was really about protecting children and making sure that children were born into a plain existence where love and light was a thing, then we would have universal healthcare. We fucking don't. There wouldn't be racial disparities within the medical field. There wouldn't be a 33% higher rate of death for women of color, specifically black women, if we were pro-life. We wouldn't put women pregnant women specifically, in prison if we were really pro-life. The stresses that that causes on the mother is, is felt by the child. If we were actually pro-life, I'm going to say this and it's going to make you wild out. Child support would start at the first doctor's visit where you found out you're pregnant. They would find out who the father was right then and there. They would find a way to test to make sure that you're not lying. And he would be charged for it. But that's not happening because the inception of life to like this point of like when life begins for y'all is a goalpost that y'all get to move whenever y'all comfortable. So if the baby is, is alive six weeks, then why ain't he paying child support? If the baby is sentient, a soul prepared to enter this plane, why is he not paying child support? Why are we imprisoning pregnant women? Why aren't there programs like, to help pregnant women who are on drugs? Like real programs. Why aren't we offering grants to young mothers? Why aren't we making sure that they're able to take care of their children so that there's, a, there's less of a pipeline uh, from um, destitution to foster care? If pro-lifers care about life, why don't pro-life people have adoptees? Why is there such a demand for adopt for adoption? Why is it so low? Why why are there foster kids walking around here, wards of the state, pretty much government state property, until they're eighteen, depending on some places, and twenty one, and then they're just thrown out into the world where they become young mothers and fathers, and then the cycle continues because we're not pro life. We're pro birth. And then after that, 
the consequences of their uh, and circumstances that brought them here is their fault. Even though you stood out in front of Planned Parenthood and told the mother of that child that you would help. That you want to save this child, that we're saving the children. 55% of white women voted for Donald Trump. Explain. 55% of white men in the United States were willing to let Donald Trump grab her by the pussy during the Me Too movement, which white women sabotaged. Explain. White women during the whole BLM movement were the most aggressive racist towards black people overall. The murder of Botham John. Karen's running rampant, calling police on little children selling water. White women stopping delivery guys from delivering food because they don't know who they are. Overstepping their boundaries, weaponizing the police, excluding black women from movements. Altogether, um, the TERF movement, the trans uh, exclusionary radical feminist is almost exclusively white women. Feminism has had a problem with racism since its inception. But now, now that the wives tale, like the maiden, the, the maiden's tale is real now. Now that you're not cosplaying anymore. Now that they're starting to make laws like, hey, we're going to um, make abortion illegal. And if you leave the state, you also need a pregnancy test. Now it's real for you. Right. But black women and and trans women and indigenous women and Latino women and Asian women have had to face that kind of disparity and, 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 and that kind of outright like dehumanization the entire time. But you're the witches they couldn't burn. I take that from you because even that is something that you took. You're not the witches that they burned. You are the puritanical wife standing there with three babies on her hip yelling to burn us. And now that they've turned the fire on you, we all of a sudden are a thing. Because at the end of the day, like I said, Roe v. Wade being overturned is a problem for people of color, male and female. Because at the end of the day, when we start taking away rights, what are they going to do next? And all it needs is a precedent. A 49-year-old precedent. If we can take away the bodily autonomy of women, who's next? We've already been working on it with trans people. LGBTQ people never had civil rights, especially if you're of color. The indigenous are still fighting for their lands and, and, and to be treated like human beings at hospitals and in jobs and at, at banks. We're caging Latino people at, at the border, excluding them because of their language, while, while at the same time stealing from them. White women have historically sat by and watched all of those things happen. And now that Roe v. Wade is getting ready to be overturned. Now we're we? All of a sudden we became we? Don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean we're going to sit on the sideline and stop fighting because we have to continually fight for ourselves. But what this does mean is that you are not in the leadership seat. You don't get to tell us what to do. You don't get to tell us how to do it. You are the most disorganized group of people on the planet. The Mother's Day strike excluded trans men, 
excluded trans women who are parents. It was aimed at one kind of person, just like feminism is aimed at one kind of person. Just like suffrage was aimed at one kind of person. Y'all scratch at your eyes and pull out your hair and y'all screaming, y'all have tantrums, because that's what you're good at. That is the weapon that you've been allowed to carry this entire time by your counterparts. When they were talking about minority groups, women are included within that, even though women outnumber men on this continent, you are still a minority group. More specifically, white women are a minority group. There, I said it. So someone would probably just be like, what's the solution here? What's the solution here? I think it's time that white women really sit back and take accountability for their part in the destruction of other intersectionalities. I think it's time that they atone and hold themselves accountable for the times that they sat silently while all the rest of us fought for bodily autonomy tirelessly. Indigenous women were forcibly sterilized. Black women were forcibly sterilized. Latino women, Latino women were forcibly sterilized. Everybody was getting forcibly sterilized except for y'all. Indigenous women disappear at a rate that is ridiculous. And not once do you hear large groups of white feminists stand up and talk about that point. Black women die in hospitals from simple things sometimes. Their pain is ignored because, you know, some doctors in 2022 believe that black people feel pain differently. They believe that our dermis is somehow thicker, that if we're asking for drugs, it's because we're drug addicts, not because we're in pain. And so forth and so forth and so forth. Asian women are attacked for no reason. And we make excuses about the racist who killed them. Y'all remember when y'all was walking around here talking about the man who did that to those ladies in that salon was just having a bad day? Well, now you're having a bad day and you need our help, right? I have to think about like a lot of things. And my, my mom was a very strong woman. Thus, the fact that her daughter is such a strong-willed person. But my mom had to live in a time where she wasn't regarded as a person. My mom turned to drugs because life became too much. She battled with drugs most of her life, and she saw the other side. But we have to think about the pains and things that she went through as a woman that brought her to that point. When my mom was assaulted, no one spoke out for her. No one defended her. When my mom was beaten by her husband, nobody defended her. If my mom needed an abortion, it was literally, it was legal, but it was literally unattainable. Because of the community that we were in. Because of the dangers of healthcare. Because if you think 33% is the highest it's ever been, you're, you'd be wrong. That's currently, that's modern times that there's a 33% more chance of a, a black woman dying in a hospital than anyone else. That's just in modern times. I imagine it was higher in the 70s and the 80s. My mom was born in 1960. My grandmother had 13 children. 
because she had to. Not that she had a choice in the matter. You to, to get sterilized, you have to ask your husband's permission. She's black. Hmm? Well, why, why would you have to ask your husband's permission for a medical procedure that would bring betterment to your life? Why would you have to ask permission from your husband to do something that would boost the quality of your life? Why, why, is that, why is that put into his hands? Why is the man given immediate automatic governance over the bodies of women? Do y'all remember when y'all was running around literally a week ago? Mad about mask and your bodily autonomy. Where the fuck that energy go? Hmm? Y'all remember y'all standing down at the Capitol with your with your pussy hats on, forgetting that there were trans men with uteruses, or that the fight for medical rights should be literally safeguarding people of color because they're the ones in front of the of the like the the gun the whole time. Where the, they're the ones staring down the barrel. What about Medical overseeing of HRT for trans people. Where y'all autonomy at now? Where's that bodily autonomy movement at? We've been fighting for bodily autonomy the whole time. It took a piece of paper being leaked that said Roe v. Wade was under attack for y'all to finally be like, oh my God, but Roe v. Wade has always been under attack. Abortion has always been on the table for one of the things they're going to take away from us because it is a civil right currently. Or at least until they say it isn't anymore. And then when they do that, who's to say they won't go after voting rights? Who's to say they won't go after the right to marry who you want? Who's to say that they won't revoke and, and, and send us back to the dark ages as queer people? Who's to say that there won't be another trail of tears? Who's to say that they won't start putting Asian people back in camps like they did in the 40s? Literally, what's on the line here is the freedoms of people of color and foreigners and queer people. As long as white women do what they're told and sit at the table, they'll be allowed certain caveats. They'll be allowed to do things that they want to do. Because let's not forget, all these right-wing men out here fighting to take abortions away from you will drive their mistresses to the abortion clinics they self have done it have forced women to do it, have dosed women with pills to make sure that they weren't pregnant. So for the last time, if we're going to seize bodily autonomy for us all, we're going to need white women to acknowledge that they've been asleep in the car this whole time. That while you were sewing hands made in tail cosplays, we were in the front lines dying being locked up at alarming rates. So the Mother's Day strike got a visit from the police and all the white women was super surprised that someone would let go of the police on white women protesters. I wasn't. I wasn't surprised in the least. You're a minority. That's what happens to minorities when they raise their voices at the government. So this is what happens to us. Did any of y'all get shot? Did any of y'all get maced? Did any of y'all get locked up? Did that happen? 
uh, maybe you do have some privilege. When you pack up your car and you go to travel to one of these things, ask yourself, where was this energy during BLM? Where was this energy during the fight for marriage rights for, for queer people? Where was this energy in the fight for med medical, like Medicaid and like in medical insurance for all? Where was that energy? During the Me Too movement, did you center yourself or did you listen to the indigenous, brown, black, Hispanic people around you? Did you listen to them to see what, what they were going through? Because ultimately they're all going through more than you did. Now, I know you want to take this personally and you want to yell and scream at me because I don't know what you've been through, but I know what we've been through and I know how silent you've been the entire time. You've been running around on an invisible leash and now you've got to the end of it. Now you know where their boundaries are for you. You are three-fifths human just like I am. You have been borrowing oppression longer than anyone else. You have no actual oppressive power without white men. And now you know it. You've always resided as the damsel in distress. I don't see anyone coming to save you this time. At least not a white knight. Maybe a trans knight skin. Maybe, maybe, maybe will help you. What about black feminists that you, you pushed away from the table the entire time? Maybe they'll help you. What about the indigenous women who have been asking for your hand and help and save their sisters and daughters this entire time? Maybe they'll help you. What about Asian women who have been fetishized, blamed, and beaten over the last couple of years? M maybe if you talk to them nice, they'll help you. What about the Mexican women at the border? who were forced to have their babies in bondage, who had to sleep in cages. Are you more upset than they are? Because this affects all of those people. Bodily autonomy has affected all of those people and you late to the fucking game. Now, while I'm on a roll here with jumping both feet first into y'all ass, I'm going to take a quick break. You know what I'm about to do. If you hear click, click, cough, cough, be an adult about it, asshole. It takes a lot of weed smoke to do this kind of conversation with you because I know half the time none of y'all ain't listening to me. Uh, PSA, um, when I say real shit, people tend not to listen to me because they feel guilty. Pass this on to somebody that you think might feel guilty about what I'm saying. With that being said, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to take this toke. Shit. <coughs> I'm back up on your lats with the housing strain and banking discrimination, medical disparity, the forced sterilizations, the lack of rights as as as, as every other that, that white women generally just walked around, the luxuries that people of color have to go without that white women just bask in. The fact that your affirmative action is only helping you, that welfare helps you more than anyone else, that you've been given the finest slave quarters this entire time. Now you wake up and you want the help of black and indigenous and trans people 
So you got to include us in the conversation. You have to respect the autonomy that we've been fighting for. You have to help. But giving orders and telling us what we should be doing, that's the last fucking thing y'all should be doing. Demanding shit, that's the last fucking thing y'all should be doing. We ain't that far removed from y'all sitting around and just watching us be tortured. Cause just, I mean, you're still doing it, but it's not at the level it was, I'd say, 60 years ago. It's more covert. It's more under the radar than that. It's your little quips. It's your exclusions of us. It's your little friend circle. I'm going to say it again. I've been saying it for like the last couple of episodes. Look at yourself. Then look at your friend circle. And if it's all white people, that's by your design. Look at yourself. Look at your circle. And if it's all straight people, that's by your design. You're not as liberal as you think you are. Shout out to the piece of shit named Aaron. Uh, the bitch used to be... Uh, all about Bernie Sanders. But then when she didn't get what she needed exactly when she wanted it, she switched immediately. It ain't as that. It ain't as plain as day for all of y'all as it was for her. But a lot of y'all walking around with that same fucking energy. If y'all don't get what y'all want, y'all go to the dark side quick. As long as you get to watch us suffer. That's the only benefit that some of you are looking for. Some of you will switch up and still not get the thing that you were fucking pining for. As long as you get to watch others suffer and you think that you're on a pedestal that leaves you out of it. Some of y'all are crying and begging and screaming and pleading on your cams on camera and on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram because you never expected to be treated this way. And we've been trying to tell y'all the whole fucking time that that's how you were being treated already. I guarantee you there ain't no anti-abortion representation that was not 100% voted on and put in their seat by exclusively white women. Y'all been helping and holding the oppressor's hand the whole time. And you screaming like, save us, save us. And what we're telling you is for the first time ever, you're going to have to save yourself. We're not saying that we're going to take a break from the fight. We continue to fight. We keep this thing going. We keep people alive. We keep movement sparking. And when y'all, when they get into y'all hands, they fizzle out. White women are the only people in, in, in movements who get to get fatigued. Followed by white men. Followed by homophobes. Followed by transphobes. Y'all pushing, y'all pushing, y'all pushing, y'all pushing until y'all get tired. Or you think it got to a progression that's cool enough for you. And then y'all take a break. Not once sitting back and asking the marginalized. Well, what else do we do next? How do we push this forward? Is this enough for us? Do we need more? Y'all never ask those questions. Y'all push to get clout. And then when you get the clout y'all need, y'all take a break. If you think I'm fucking lying, where the fuck is your BLM stickers, hats, purses, pinky rings, decoder medallions? Where's all that shit that y'all was rocking this summer, last summer? Where's that shit at? Oh, y'all retired it? Oh, you it's probably in the same place as love all your love wind stickers? White women forgot that they were anti-fascist, and then they started getting in bed with them. You have fleas, and all we're really saying to you is before you, we allow you into this house that we have to fight to keep going, that y'all gonna have to shake some of them shits off before y'all come in here. That y'all gonna have to clean yourselves up first. And if you mad about it, collectively, I have the appendage, and I've allowed all the others to say this through me, suck our dick from the back. You've been holding on to his shoulder. You've been sitting in his lap. 
You've been sleeping in his house. You've been bearing his children. And the whole time, you were captive. But you were cool with being a captive, suffering from all kinds of, like, Stockholm Syndrome and Munchausen Syndrome, as long as we were suffering. And now that you're getting a small taste of it, that it's on the line that you will become less than a citizen here, like the rest of us. You will be third class like black women, third class like indigenous women, third class like foreign women and and, 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 and xenophobic targets. That you'll do all the work and get none of the credit like Latinos and Hispanic people. Now you're just host bodies, incubators, batteries. This push ain't about pro-life. It's about stopping the extinction of the oppressor class. That's why you're attacking education. That's why you're attacking bodily autonomy. That's why you're pushing for babies to be born. Y'all sat by and y'all forgot that y'all aren't scientists. So y'all stopped believing in science. Y'all stopped helping y'all fellow man. You became greedy and selfish. You got fat off of it. And now they've put you on a dietary supplement and you're upset. You get to eat scraps with the rest of us. They passed you the trough bucket. You don't get to sit at the table anymore. And you're upset. I wish I had a solution for you. But my people have been fighting for this for about 400 years without your help. Maybe just listen to what we say because some of y'all have even went so far as to say that we're better equipped to deal with this kind of thing than you are. So is that you saying that you understood that we were suffering and you still sat idly by until our suffering benefited you somehow? Because now it, it benefited you because you were never the target. And now we're better at being the target than you because we were always the target. This is going to fly over most of y'all head and a lot of you motherfuckers ain't going to listen to this shit because when I say real shit, y'all don't listen. Yeah, rather me talk about professional wrestling and the boys in the back and the locker room and all that other shit than for me to say something real. But that is also the plight of being a black woman in America where you can't speak your mind without being dismissed by white people. And with that being said, this is Tranos in the lived experience. My name is Kim Ryan, Aileen Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos, and I will never be silenced. This is Tranos in the lived experience. The show that told you motherfuckers, Petey Pablo style, suck my dick.